Hey, hey, what's up? This is Aiden Jones, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 26th of January 2021. Um, happy Invasion Day, everyone. It's today. We did it. <laughs> Fuck. Why did I say it like that? Go on. I didn't mean. <laughs> Don't say we did it on Invasion Day. Well done. Well done, um, you know, invaders. <laughs> Fuck. That's not what I meant. Um, I just meant we did it. We made it to another year and it came out very colonialist. Happy Invasion Day to everyone in Australia. <clears throat> Woman Jekka is the uh, Indigenous word that I've learned. Woman Jekka, everyone. That's Wurundjeri. It means hello. Do you know that? I've seen that written down in a bunch of different places or just... I feel like Woman Jekka is a word that I've seen but um, never really knew what it meant. It always... I feel like I thought it was the name of a place or some sort of concept, but it just means hello. It's just a greeting. Woman Jekka. Um, I didn't go to the march this morning. I probably should have. I probably could have. I definitely could have. <clears throat> um, but I just, I, I don't have an excuse. I just went ahead and I didn't go. But um, big ups to everyone who is going to the march. I guess the main excuse that the the like bit of resistance that I encountered in my mind for going to the march is like, you're probably not supposed to go at the moment because of COVID to gather a big group. So I was saying to only gather in groups of like 500. And um, I mean, in the rest of my life, I haven't really been that worried about COVID things affecting gathering in groups. But as soon as it comes to something that I don't like particularly want to do because it's kind of emotionally hard and just takes up your morning. Oh, 500 people. That's a bit dangerous. I probably won't go. <laughs> that's a nice little double standard for you there. But uh, it feels like we're going in the right direction in this country, doesn't it? I reckon socially with this thing anyway, probably not with the treatment of Indigenous people or immigrants or even just poor people generally, but changing the date, it feels like we're slowly getting there. Triple J's Hottest 100 was on the 23rd. Uh, I don't even remember who won. I engaged with it not at all, actually. I think I looked up twice how the count was going with a half a mind to go to my next door neighbor's place because they were having a little shindig, but didn't go. Ended up, me and my girlfriend went out and played games all day. That was a lovely day on Saturday. We'll talk about that in a bit. But um, yeah, the, the Hottest 100 was, It's I think about like what I used to do on Australia Day when I was younger. And I, it's hard to separate like whether the trends towards changing the date and, and people really being less excited about celebrating Australia as a country when considering the history and the things that we've done. I don't know whether my feeling about that is changing because I'm getting older or is it changing? Is there like a wider societal trend? Like if I was an 18 year old today, would I be doing what I did, you know, 12 years ago? By the way, I turned 30 in like two weeks. Oh, (laughs) 10 days actually. God. uh, Fuck it is 10 days next Friday. My word. I've been freaking out about that too. I've been freaking out about a lot of things and I'm here talking about Australia Day, which is something that I've not thought about at all. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not been on my mind in the slightest. I just woke up this morning and realized that it's Australia Day and I was like, I don't care at, at all. I'm not going to celebrate that. I'm not going to not celebrate it. I'm just going to be indifferent towards it. But it's nice to learn an indigenous word. So woman jacker. Hope you guys have had a good week. Um, I'll talk about getting... Uh, last night I went to um, a 30th birthday party. Hold up, I'm just going to have a bit of tea here. Sorry. Oh, Yumbo. Big Yumbolina. That's a nice tea. Yeah, last night I went to a mate's 30th and it was great. It was fantastic. He just booked out... Um, a room at the Cooper's Inn because he's a comic and a lot of comics there, pretty much all exclusively comedians. And uh, a few people I haven't seen in a while, which is nice. <sighs> um, but just yeah, all Melbourne comics out at this little get together. Um, there was no one else in the pub from what I could tell. Like maybe they opened the pub just for that or something, or I don't fucking know. But, um, yeah, he put a bit of a bar tab on and everyone just got together and hung out and it was great. And I've been kind of thinking about what I want to do for my party. And it's just, it's just, I mean, it's in 10 days and I haven't planned it, you know. Um, I've never felt like any pressure to have a party or a thing at all for my birthday. In the past, I've had like a little dinner or something. I would, I, I, my thoughts right now are like, oh, I wish we were allowed to have more people in homes and then I would have a big party at my house and I would do that, I think, but it's kind of pointless getting caught up in that thought because it's like, well, you're great, man, but you can't do that. So, you know, what are you going to do now? And I, my plan for a few weeks now has been, we're going to go me and uh, a couple mates and my girlfriend and my mum and brother and her partner are coming over and we're going to go to um, for dinner at San Telmo, which is this like Argentinian restaurant that I went to one time after comedy festival a few years ago and I loved it. One of the great meals that I've had in my life. So I've booked a table there and that's exciting. And then after that, I was like, maybe we'll go see some jazz and that'll be good. And then I was, like yesterday after going to that party, I was like, why am I... Trying to make it like, let's go and see some jazz. I mean, I like seeing jazz, but it just that doesn't feel like something that a lot of people can come to. And I guess I'm just nervous that maybe no one would come to my party. There's definitely like a level of, oh, I don't know. I just did throwing a party. I want it to either be, if it was a big party that I could just invite heaps of people to, that would feel good because even if like a bunch of people don't come, a bunch of people still will come. So that's great. Or if it's a very small thing where there's only a few people. So like literally everyone who I ask to come will come. That's also good because then there's no rejection. But the middle ground, which feels like is where we are, is like I can only invite a select group of people, but it's still large enough that some people might not come and that scares me i can't have it at my house anyway i don't i don't know i just it's not even any of these things that i'm saying i just fucking feel weird about my fucking cunt birthday fuck but whatever i think what i'm gonna do is after 
me and my me and my close circle go to San Telmo because um, that's an early booking. It's at five thirty on Friday on Saturday. It's at five thirty on Saturday the sixth at San Telmo in the city. If anyone wants to, I don't know if anyone was planning on <laughs> trying to murder me. <laughs> I always get. I think it's so funny when people get really cagey about telling anyone else, you know, they're pro- like where they're where they live or what they're gonna be doing. And um, I, with women, I get it. If someone's, you know, women, I guess are just people are weird to women, right? You get stalkers and stuff just because you're a woman, which is its own, you know, genre of fucked up. But as a guy, it's like who cares. I'm always just like, who cares? Privacy. I don't know, man. What's someone going to do with the information? Like, I, d- I reckon there are... What I'm trying to say is I think there are people who would be quite... Um, yeah, like cagey or just really hesitant to tell anyone, hey, I'm going to go for dinner on my birthday with these people at this time in this place. And I just think I don't know where that hesitation comes from in revealing that information because who cares? Who's going to fucking what? What is someone going to do with it? They're just going to be there and be like, oh, I know where you are. (laughs) Found you. (laughs) It's like I don't give a fuck. Yeah, man. Now you know where I'm going to be. And (laughs) I'm scared for the people that I invite that they're not going to come. Let alone that I give out information about my whereabouts and someone's going to come unbeknownst to me. That's like a bonus. <laughs> Maybe I'll just reveal, I'll put my fucking calendar on public. You can see where I'm at at any moment of the day and I'd be stoked if you were just there. <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday week, guys. Um, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to be working. These are the houses that I'm going to be doing gardening at. If you want to show up and if you you know buy me a sausage roll, <laughs> deliver it to work, that'd be great. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, maybe a bit of a power aid because something that I've learned recently about working physical labor in hot weather is that if you just drink heaps of water, your body doesn't take all of that in. Unless you're drinking salts as well. So you need the the isotopes or fucking whatever that's in Powerade. So if you would like to deliver a Powerade to me on one of the days of the week next week and the week leading up to my 30th birthday, my itinerary will be available on my website. It won't, actually. I'm not going to do that because it would just be too much work. I've been freaking out about my birthday. I don't know. I just... Uh... It's... um. I guess the thing comes from like, well, I don't want to do anything about it because it just seems like a hassle. But then it's also like, well, the birthday, it, what the, it symbolizes, it's just like celebrating you, you know? And if you don't do anything for it, it's like, fuck, man, what's wrong? Are you okay? That's very sad. And I don't want to be sad. So I am going to do something for it. I think what I want to do is, yeah, after, after we go to that dinner, 
I'm going to um, either at the Workers Club. I'm putting it on the podcast. And genuinely, if you guys are listening, I'm going to probably most of the people that I know listen to this podcast that live in Melbourne. I'm going to invite you like personally on Facebook anyway. But <laughs> and if you don't live in Melbourne, you're missing out on the hastily thrown together birthday event of 2021. It'll be at the Workers Club in Fitzroy or um, this place, Bobby Peels, that me and Pete are going to run a new show at. We're opening a new show, by the way. I'm meeting Pete for lunch in uh, in like a couple of hours or something. We're going to go check out this venue. And if it's got a good vibe, maybe I'll just be like, hey, can I have people here for my birthday next Saturday? I don't know if you guys are going to be busy or what. That could be very cool. I just want, yeah, after last night, last, last night was so great, man. It was so nice just to be around a bunch of people. And I know most of them because of comedy and uh, just nice to be around a bunch of people and all just fucking celebrating, you know, a mate's birthday. And he did a speech and he was kind of nervous and that was nice. You know, even though he's a comic, but it's like getting up just in front of all your mates and you're not doing comedy, you're just doing like whatever. It's just, it was very sweet. And we had cake and his girlfriend had made a cake and then we all ate it and it was not, it was just, just great. So yeah, I kind of, that made me go like, you know what, I can do a bit of that. Something like that. Just give people an opportunity to come and see me, you know, because I'm so, I'm in such high demand. No, stop, Aiden, just stop. Yeah, I guess I'm feeling a little bit precious about the whole thing. Um, Let's talk about Saturday, games day on Saturday. Um, me and my girlfriend went to, uh, we went and played mini golf, which was awesome. We went and uh, we did bowling. After that, and then we played chess. We went to a bar and played chess, and then we played Scrabble. And look, I won all four, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't win every one of the four <laughs> challenges of strength, endurance, intelligence. <laughs> it was real funny. Uh, mini golf, we'd both been talking a bit of shit to each other and, and uh, I, I genuinely in my arrogance thought I was going to run away with it. I thought I was going to be way better, which is crazy because of the four things, mini golf is the one that I've, uh, mini golf and bowling I've never really played, but I reckon I've done more bowling than mini golf. Mini golf I've like never, <laughs> and she was going like, I'm pretty good. And I was like, I reckon I'm still going to win, which is insane, <laughs> the level of arrogance. Um, and then she started winning. She pulled ahead and I got real, I was like calling her on the tiniest little things. I was like, that was a scoop. You scooped it. You know, you double tipped, double, double tapped it. You double tapped it there. That's two shots. Like I was getting real scared that I was going to lose. And then on the last hole, amazingly, the last hole was a pool hole, like as in billiards, like it was, you flip the cue around like a pool cue and then you. The cue, you flip the club, the putter around like a, oh, sorry, around like a pool cue and shoot it in and I'm way better at pool than I am at golf. So I managed to get it in, in and like I just killed it and that one was one of the holes where you get like minuses if you get it in the right hole. Got the minuses, won the game, felt really good about it. That was great. I want to play more chess. 
That was it was really nice playing chess. I want to play chess against someone. I was actually talking to a mate last night about chess because him and his girlfriend have been playing chess, and I was like, maybe I'm going to invite him out to play some chess. That'd be really nice. Um, yeah, I think that's just a thing that I'm going to do. Chess is great. <sighs> what else have I been thinking about? Oh, uh, I was going to talk about the hard day of work. What do you guys want to hear about? I was going to talk about the hard day of work that I had on Friday, or I was going to talk about maybe um, how I think a lot about things that I think that people don't like me and I worry about that. Maybe the two can be combined. I did have, uh, I've been thinking all weekend about how I, my boss might hate me because I was just, I just, uh, I do this thing that I've noticed that I've actually been talking to my girlfriend about. Maybe this is like the next thing that I can, I can like focus on. Now that I'm okay, I feel like I am like, what was the last shit? It was sitting in sadness and learning how to cry. I feel like I'm getting better at that now. I actually just read an article in my Guardian Weekly about crying and about how there have been some studies done that people who cry are less anxious and they worry less about what other people think. And it's just very, uh, what's the word, vindicating to everything that I've been saying for the past six months about crying and about how I feel like it's a good thing. So that was great. And, um, now my next thing is like, I feel like I spent a lot of time thinking about little things, little moments that I've had with people where I feel like I've said something wrong or done something wrong and that they don't like me. And I spend so much time desperately looking for any signs of approval that would kind of wash away that wrongdoing that in my mind, I've just been stewing on and stewing on, you know? I don't know if that's a common thing. Like you say something to someone and then for the next few days, you're like, why did I say that? Fuck, that person probably hates me right now. I, I need to apologize. I wish there was something that I could do. Even like a few weeks ago, that thing with the kebab where I took my mate's kebab and then the next day I had to go to a place and, you know, make up for it by giving money away for no reason just because I felt bad about what I did the night before. I'm always doing it. And there's always a person. There's always There's always something active in my mind that's the latest like oh I wish I didn't do that or I wish I didn't say that I've been thinking actually about therapy and about how maybe the the cognitive behavioral therapy which is the one that I did which treats I think symptoms I think that's what it is they were just writing they were talking about it in the Guardian Weekly that I read CBT is it it treats like the things that you do, the thoughts that you have and tries to get you to replace negative thoughts with more positive or more balanced thoughts. God, I'm a big fucking burp king over here today. Burp king, king of the land of burp in Belgium. Oh, I feel kind of tired and worn down. Anyway, um... Yeah, I was like, okay, so CBT, that's what I've been doing. But I just feel like I haven't been getting exactly what I want out of it because what I, a, a little bit what I want out of therapy as well is to do that shit that you see in movies, the deep dive. I want to talk about my childhood. I want to talk about what happened. Why am I like this? I don't know. Why do I spend so much time mulling over things? And I would like to know. 
It felt like my last therapist wasn't really that interested in understanding that stuff. And I'm just realizing now, I feel kind of angry. I feel kind of angry about that. (laughs) Why don't you want to know about my past? I want to learn about my fucking childhood and shit. And the last lady wasn't... God, what? Maybe I am in a bad mood right now. How many podcasts do you reckon, for you guys, so you 54 who listen to every one, how many, how often is it that I, um, that I realize halfway through that I'm in a bad mood? Is that like a 50%, maybe 30%, I reckon, that I realize I'm in a bad mood? And I think I've realized right now that my mood, while bearable, is not what I would like it to be, especially when uh, engaging with my duties as a podcast host and an entertainer for you, the listener. I feel, uh, like the last few days I've just been fucking, it's been really hot. I've been very drained, just been sitting around sleeping in and also worrying about this fucking shit with my boss. It's been draining me. Basically on Friday, it was a really hot day and I, I've never had a harder day's work. It was actually amazing. Just really, um, really fucking like nose to the grindstone shit. We drove out to down the peninsula, like an hour and a half away from where I live and um, someone's house needed a bunch of pebble in the driveway. So we had like a big... Uh, big mound of that like white pebble stuff kind of looks like quartz but it's I don't think it is whatever the fuck it is it's like that white pebble that you get when you walk up someone's drive and it's like it's like all crunchy and when car tires drive over it and you can hear it kind of move and crunch it sounds really nice so we had a a bunch of that and we had to spread it over this person's whole driveway that was the main job and then there was another little side job but that took between four of us pretty much a whole day and at the start of the day, I was going crazy fast because I've been feeling like I've been putting on a bit of weight lately or maybe just haven't been, I don't know that I've put on weight, but I feel like I haven't been physically active. So I was like, fuck yeah, this is like a manual labor, physical task that I can throw myself into and really put some, you know, like put some miles on my body, right? Like just make my body work and feel it and So I was going really fast and I was feeling great in the morning, but I think I went too fast. I didn't pace myself as one of the guys at work noticed. He was like, that doesn't look like an all day pace to me, mate. And I was like, I don't care. And uh, it got hot. And after lunch, I was feeling really just drained, man. And it it was getting hot. The white pebble was glaring. It was really bright. And I was just smashing water, but it was going straight through me. And I wasn't even hungry. I I ate plenty of food, but the water was just going like I must have peed like 12, 15 times. I was peeing like once every 15 minutes, you know. And and there was like more and more work. Like it just looked like I thought we were going to be finished a bit early, but then, you know, more things kept happening and it was really hard and I'm sweating. I had a headache which I think is something that happens when you get dehydrated. But I was like, I'm drinking so much water. How am I fucking, how am I dehydrated right now? And I think it might've been because of the, of the salts, you know, like I didn't get the right things in me. I should have maybe had some Powerade ready. That's a lesson for the future. But so there was this moment when we were at the back and 
making the path and my boss has a dog that he takes to all the work sites and his dog was kind of like his dog you know is very friendly and but it loves attention and normally I'm just like ah go away mate come on but this time the dog was right next to me and I was just in that bad mood and I was sweating and hot and I told his dog to fuck off and he heard me and like him and one of the other guys at work were like whoa and I was like oh yeah sorry um, but then like, uh, when I messaged him on Saturday with my hours for the week, he said, uh, if you talk to my, if you, if you speak to my dog like that again, you're done. And he's right. I mean, I feel like I, I just felt really shitty and I apologized again, which is all I can do, you know? And I reckon he's like a good dude. I reckon he understands what was happening, that I was just in a bad mood and snapped. And he said that to make sure that I knew and it made me kind of think like, you know, this guy really cares about his dog. And for him to say that to me, I thought he was joking for a second, but um, he didn't write anything back after I apologized. So I was like, okay, that must be real, which means he, there must have been some level of feeling for him when I said that thing to his dog. This is all the shit that I've been thinking about. And then maybe it's like, maybe he didn't care that much. Maybe he just needed to say that to me. And then he's not the kind of guy who would write another text after that because that's just not the kind of dude that he is. I've just been thinking about it for days. It's just been chewing my fucking brain up. And at this point, it's not even about him. It's just about me dwelling on a thing that I've said. And why do I always do that? Why is there always... Like, if it wasn't this thing that I was dwelling on, it'd be another thing. And I mean, last night at the gig that I did, there was like the promoter, I said some fucking thing. And then I, afterwards I was like, does he think I'm an asshole for saying that? And he, he spoke to me for the rest of the night. It was fine. But like, I'm still, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's like, why do I always fucking analyze all of these tiny little fucking things that I say and try and dig meaning out of them and pick them like a fucking scab? Why can't I just relax? <laughs> So the Guardian article that I was reading, the the writer was talking about CBT and was they obviously didn't want to give their own problems, uh, <laughs> which is maybe a healthier way to describe uh, a, a psychological technique is to use an example of someone else's problems rather than delving into your own personal shit. But I, here I am. This is why I have a podcast. Um. Her example was she loves the Spice Girls, so it's like maybe Scary Spice. What's her name? Victoria. Maybe Victoria is worried that she's a bad singer or she thinks she's a bad singer, and that's the negative thought. So her and her psychologist for her own negative thoughts wrote down um, supporting evidence and contrary evidence for the thought. So if it was the girl being like not thinking she's a good singer, not, not, not a good singer, and they have to be objective these things, right? So for the thought, I'm not a good singer. Supporting evidence, I don't have a very good range, but contrary evidence, I've sold 48 million singles worldwide and have written, you know, songs, whatever, right? So then the balanced thought that you come out with afterwards, whenever you have that negative thought, try and replace it with, I feel like I'm not a good singer because I don't have a great vocal range, but I have sold 48 million copies worldwide. There's the balanced thought. So for me, my balanced thought could be because, all right, 
what am I scared of? I'm scared that my boss thinks I'm a piece of shit now and I'm scared that me snapping at his dog, he's going to see that as like, oh, wow, I saw a side to this guy that I hadn't seen before and now I don't see him the same way and I don't like him and I'm ultimately scared that I'm going to lose the job. So I'm scared that I'm going to lose my job because I told my boss's dog to fuck off. (laughs) What an absurd thing to say. That's the fear. And, 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 um, the, the supporting evidence is, well, there is no supporting evidence. And the evidence against is that he gave me the warning and he said, if you do it again, you're done. So I just don't do it again. So what's the balance thought? I'm scared that I'm going to lose my job because I told my boss's dog to fuck off. <laughs> That's a really funny sentence, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I'm like thinking maybe I could say that on stage. I'm scared that I'm going to lose my job because I told my boss's dog to fuck off. <laughs> God, but he told me that if I do it again, that I'm done. So I've had a warning and he's always been a very forthright and fair person to deal with in the past. So there's no reason for me to believe that he would fire me because I think if he was going to, he would have already. So that is why I don't think I'm going to lose my job. But I still, and I tell myself that, but I still, the, the thought is still there. There must be some reason why I love to latch on to those little things, those little like, or oh, uncertain things or <sighs> my first theory was like, maybe I like mulling over things that I've done because that makes me feel like I will learn something from the shit that I did or the mistakes that I made and then I won't make the same mistakes in the future. So in a way, it's like me trying to control the future by being very overly even mindful of my own actions. I guess I got to give myself over to the uncertainty knowing that I'm not like, I feel like I'm someone who never makes the same mistake twice, but I make every mistake Every, oh, there's always new mistakes to make. Like you can never make the same mistake twice. That's great. But God, I'm good at finding new mistakes. (laughs) It's just, I'm like a metal detector with mistakes. Those fucking cunts on the beach with their metal detectors sweeping around for old treasure. That's me with, with like, um, saying stupid shit to annoy people. I think I'm done for the week. I think that might be the podcast. Um, I'm thinking next week I'm going to try and record. I've written a little jingle and I think it's very fun and I think I'm going to use it um, because uh, one of you 54 people told me that they are kind of annoyed by the ads at the start. And you know what? I feel you, man. I'm using the, I'm, I told you about the ads, but I understand they are annoying. So thank you for putting up with them. Um, what is it? The one, well, the one about smiles for a while. Smile. Ding. 
um, or the one about fucking investing or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they are, but thanks for putting up with them. Thanks for listening to this. And uh, I hope you guys have a really good week, man. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.